<laughs> you just gotta keep living, man. L-I-V-I-N. Welcome back. Glad you could make it here on another episode of the Freedom Falls podcast. And we're a couple days out from Christmas once again, which I'm super stoked about because, you know, Christmas is just a, it's a good time of the year. You know, it's a feel good season. I don't think a lot of seasons really care like, or really carry like, you know, like the, um, like the attitude of it with, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it, but like, you know, whenever summer rolls around, everyone's stoked about like summer and stuff. Like, you know, you get to do all the summer activities, but I don't know. People don't really change up their, um, their gift giving and appreciation towards people. I guess, you know, 4th of July, not really much change there either. You know, woo, um, country's independence. Yeah. Fireworks. Uh, let's see. Fall rolls around. You know, Thanksgiving, cool. All right, we're getting closer a little bit, a little bit. Uh, you know, Halloween, we get dress up for a day or multiple days if you're just an absolute animal. Um, but yeah, I don't feel like Christmas is like the one holiday out of the year that people are like, all right, all right, all right. Maybe I shouldn't think about myself for once. And yeah, you know, yeah, you cozy up with your family members and watch some Christmas movies, get together with your friends. Share some eggnog. I hate eggnog personally. But, you know, dip some cookies in some milk, all that good stuff. Get the marshmallows cooking over the fire. You know what I'm talking about. Um, Yeah, Christmas. And halfway, why Christmas is just like so enjoyable in the seasons, uh, you know, the winter seasons is usually the weather gets a little bit more gnarly and... You know, that means better stories to tell. And let me tell you, I've got some, I've got a number of winter stories from back in the day that I can recall off the top of my noggin. Um, I almost felt like it used to snow a lot more and harder from, from whenever I was a kid. But maybe, I don't know, maybe I tried to like fantasize that it was snowing more than it really was. You know, just get stuck in that winter dreamland with my neighbors and, you know, school's out forever and never going back to that. I'm just going to make snow angels till my arms fall off. And, you know, when you're uh, when you're a little kid, that's all you can think about. But, yeah, um, let's see. There was a time back in like 2008 where we had a pretty gnarly snowstorm here in Oklahoma. And... You know, I mean, the power lines were like being weighed down by like ice and everything. And dude, I was out for school for like two weeks. It was great. I mean, that first couple of days, you know, I mean, hey, uh, just to let you guys know, we're going to have a, uh, a couple snow days off. And you're sitting here thinking like, okay, you know, sweet. I'll go back to school here in like a couple of days or whatever. And pretty soon it snows even more. And they're like, all right, well, uh, we're, we're going to take a couple more days off of school. And you're like, oh, all right, word, I can get used to this. And when you're eight years old, you know, you're not prioritizing going back to school and learning how to, you know, build Lincoln logs and color inside the lines type of deal. So I was like, dude, this is this is phenomenal. You know, I just get to sit home all day, play some Wii and yeah, just uh, 
look at the snow, make some hot cocoa, all that good stuff. But during, during those times, I would like go just clown around with my neighbors. I had one buddy and man, dude, we would go just clown around. There's this like forest area with like a retention pond sort of thing behind his house. And we would go and clown around back there. I mean, we'd get Nerf guns and just, you know, play hide and go seek. And dude, oh my gosh, man, it was a time. But back during the snowstorm era, I could, what I can think of is there used to be like a huge construction area going on. I mean, they were constantly, I don't even know what they're doing because like they were just constantly doing construction back there, whether it was like digging up like, pipes to put in the ground or something like that i mean there was always something going on back in this little forest i mean it was it was so cool it was like it was like they constantly had like construction equipment like you know the backhoes and loaders and stuff like that and so man we would just go clown around back there and go climbing on all the construction equipment and you know you open the the glass door and you're hopping around like moving all the joysticks and stuff like you're in a fighter jet it was it was so fun, but that level of fantasy got even more elevated whenever it was snowing, it was icing, it was just disgusting outside, but you know, you felt like you were a part of like the Star Wars movie, okay, you're sitting there, it's episode five, you're on Hoth, okay, and what, man, what are those, what are the, what are the fighters things that Luke flew, uh, not the X-Wing, um, maybe, maybe they were called Hoth fighters, I'm actually going to look that up real quick. But yeah, you know, we just hop in those little, you know, whether that be like the backhoe or the little like skid loaders. And dude, we'd shut the door and like it kind of be like drizzling snow outside. And, you know, just pretend like we were part of a Star Wars movie. And it was, it was the, you know, coolest thing ever when you're 10 years old. But okay, Luke's air speeder. That's what it's called. You know that little little spacecraft looking thing that had like orange accents on it and he's flying around like the AT AT walkers and yeah, did that whole sequence to where like he swings like the rope around one of its legs and pulls it and then it falls down and you know, hero saves the day type thing. Man, there was another time when me and my buddy uh, we're playing back there in that little area, whenever it was like icy and it was snowing and stuff. And there used to be kind of like a waterfall type thing. So it was like a, but it was like a man-made waterfall. Like there was tunnels that kind of allowed water to run down like a stream or something. And the tunnels allowed the water to like flow over this embankment i mean it was literally like a 10 foot cliff maybe like a concrete cliff and you know the water like flowed down into the rest of the river so we could like go downstream or whatever but whenever it got like super snowy outside that top part of the waterfall would like completely freeze over and it already had like moss on it and stuff so it was already slippery to begin with, but I mean, you put a little ice in that Johnny. I mean, it, you're, you know, it's going to be like watching the three stooges and yeah. So man, dude, I'll never forget this. So the buddy I was hanging out with my neighbor, 
he uh he was down there just like hanging out i mean we were all just climbing around back there and i was at the top of this waterfall at the time and you know being a guy you try to push the limits of what's possible and um you know really seeing how stupid you get before someone gets hurt and all that good stuff i mean it's the best way to live honestly and yeah i was creeping my little self over the edge of this icy waterfall oh look at my, oh, my fall and you know sure enough man i uh i bit off a little more than i could chew and i lost my footing a little bit and i started to slip and dude i slipped clear off the top of that thing and i mean it was straight concrete at the bottom but i mean there was a little like dirt and stuff from just like overflow you know i mean over time just dirt and trees and limbs and crap falls at the bottom of the stuff um so it wasn't just straight concrete but i mean it was still pretty hard but yeah i fell off that thing and hit my back and i think it knocked the wind out of me and i mean i was pretty gassed after after that happened and um i was like at first i thought i broke something because it's i mean it's, it's such a high fall and so i remember like i got up and my buddy was like dude like are, are you good and i'm just like um well i can still feel my legs i can still feel my arms i'm able to see you looking at me so you know <laughs> from my perspective all the senses are working and yeah i'm good and i'm pretty sure we like continued playing you know i mean i was bulletproof i was like 10 years old so i could have got ran over by a car and hit by a plane and i would have been completely fine oh and i'm remembering there was another time when you know it snowed really bad and this was a little you know after that huge snowstorm back in 2008 but there's a huge hill in my neighborhood called angel hill and you know i mean people would like ride their bikes down it like super fast or like you know people would attempt going down it on a skateboard or longboard i mean this thing was gnarly it was it was just about a 45 degree angle kind of like you know the hills in like san francisco or something i mean it was it was gnarly but whenever it snowed real bad i would take the trucks off of an old skateboard and put like duct tape on the bottom so it'd make it like more slick kind of like a uh, like a makeshift snowboard because i didn't have any snowboards or anything like that because it just didn't you know i don't have like huge um snowy hills by my house and you know snowboarding's really not uh really not a thing in oklahoma but you know when you got a skateboard with no trucks on it you know i mean you're 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 not too far off of sean white okay and you know me and my buddies we went to this angel hill i grabbed my skateboard and uh yeah you just try to see how long you can stay on by the time you fell off going to the bottom of this hill and yeah, it was awesome. I mean, whenever it snowed really bad, you know, I mean, you'd see pretty much the whole neighborhood gear up with like sleds and stuff and try to go down this hill. But I was like, nah, nah, sleds, sleds are for the normies. Okay. I'm trying to get critically injured on a makeshift snowboard. And, you know, luckily I didn't get hurt or anything. Cause I mean, to be honest, I really didn't get up that, that fast going anyway, but I mean, it was still fun to try, you know, I mean, just another stupid idea. Um, just to see if it's going to work, you know, but yeah, that's like one thing that I can like solidly remember from, from, uh, Angel Hill 
is like whenever it snowed real bad, just, you know, whatever board I was skating at the time. And I didn't even think about like water boarding it or what do they call it? Water logging. Um, I didn't really think about water logging, you know, as long as I wrapped it up in duct tape hard enough, I thought that water wasn't going to infiltrate the wood in any way. But, you know, you live and you learn. And, you know, from then on, I always wondered why my board never had uh, too much pop after the winter. But, you know, I just kept on trucking. And sometimes when it would snow, like, really hard, I mean, get, like, close to a foot of snow, the snow would start to become, like, really compact. And, like, you know, it was good, like, packing snow. Perfect snow for, like... You know, making snowmen, making, let's see here, making like, like little forts and igloos and stuff. And there was a couple of years where I attempted to make a couple igloos because, you know, I think that is like the dream is to make a full blown igloo house with, you know, running water, running electricity and all the amenities that come with a Hilton hotel. But, you know, when you're, when you're 12 years old, 13, 14, whatever, you'll, you only can get so far when, you know, you go into igloo architecture, but you know, it was still just radically fun. You know, you get like a little plastic container, your mom's got in a closet and you just run outside and try stacking little igloo blocks like it's 1860 again and you're up in northern alaska and yeah there was a couple times where like you know you know planning ensues you know where where am i going to build this igloo okay what type of foundation am i working with here am i working on a little bit of a slope am i working with you know, do I have a lot of snow near me? Like how much, how much inventory can we assess here on, you know, the building materials for this absolute castle of an igloo. And, you know, I mean, the more people, the better. Cause I remember back in like middle school, me and a few buddies, we went up to our local like elementary school or whatever. And there was this giant field next to the school and you know you know i'm trying to think if we had little plastic containers i would think so like there's no way we did that from hand right but i've still got pictures of it um but yeah we made like a little like igloo looking thing from what i can remember we ran out of daylight before we could like slap a roof on it and yeah i mean it was like from what i was thinking it was like waist high or something and, you know a little little six by six igloo going on but i remember a couple of years ago it snowed really hard and you know it honestly didn't even snow like that high like you know maybe a few inches of snow probably about five inches of snow if i'm being realistic and you know i wanted to do everything proper you know okay we're busting out the measuring tape we're bringing out the level, you know, we might hire a couple contractors, you know, get this John Deere cooking. I want to be on one of those episodes of, uh, what, what's that episode? The Treehouse show on HGTV 
um, like Treehouse Adventure or something. You know what I'm talking about. But imagine that for igloos, especially in the Midwest. Because I don't know about you guys, but I think it's quite the accomplishment to build an igloo in the Midwest. Because there's only like a certain amount of time you get with, you know, playable snow before it melts away and you never see it again for 365 days. So, you know, back in the day, whenever it used to snow, it's like, all right, cool. Got to take advantage of the snow while it's here. You know, bust out the sled for a couple hours because, you know, who knows? The sun might come come out tomorrow and it's going to be 70 degrees. All the snow is going to melt away. All right, that's cool. I didn't get the sled. Um, so, yeah, anytime that it snowed, you, you either, uh, you know, try to beat all your neighbors in sled racing or build an igloo. I always think about that, too, like, would I have been more of a hockey fan and, a, like, a skiing fan if I, you know, lived in a more prominent snow area like, you know, like Boston or Utah, Colorado, stuff like that? Would I have liked hockey a bit more if, you know, I was in those regions because my dad, um, you know, he was growing up in Iowa and South Dakota. So, you know, he's a little bit of a hockey fan, but, you know, I'm not sure how good I would have stuck to skateboarding and like water sports and stuff like that. If I would have been more involved in the snow scene of, of that, which I don't know. I mean, I honestly could see it going both ways because I, I don't know. I just gravitate towards the more just extreme sports as far as like snowboarding and skateboarding. So, I mean, I think I would have been happy with, uh, you know, either. But, I, you know, just the way life goes, you know, I I gravitated towards skateboarding more. But I've always thought about like getting into more snow sports just because I don't do them ever. Um, but I feel like that's kind of like a, not later in life type thing, but more, I don't know. I, I don't see doing snowboarding anytime soon unless I'm, I'm trying to think of like any situation to where I could even, you know, be put into snowboarding, but you know, right now I'm just having a blast with skateboarding, uh, running and, you know, one summer rolls around again, like I'm just going to dive headfirst into, into wakeboarding again. Love that. Um, but yeah, I mean, like I wouldn't be opposed like going snowboarding, but it's not one of those things to where I think I'm going to like seek it out in the future. Like, you know, maybe if I'm in the area and it's no time, like, yeah, I'll go rent some snow stuff and try to give snowboarding a shot. But I don't think at least not in the near future that I'm going to wake up one day and be like, you know what? It's been a while since I've bought a snowboard, you know, it's been a while since I've uh, bought some bindings. I actually think I have um, a pair of ski goggles laying around here somewhere. And I don't even know why I have them. Maybe I thought they look cool or something. And I was like, yep, that belongs in my closet. Uh, you know, I don't know, but, but yeah, I mean, I respect the dudes that are just going ham in the snowboarding world right now. I mean, I love watching X Games 
and you know the winter olympics anytime that comes on like you know just watching those guys spin their guts out on those half pipes i mean it is just some pretty even like the big air stuff like kind of like how skateboarding has the mega ramp they kind of have that stuff in snowboarding to where like they go off just an absolute huge huge ramp and do like 1260s i think someone has done a 1440 before not entirely sure on that i know they're constantly breaking records left and right but you know it is just crazy to watch that especially like skiing too i think skiing is kind of similar to, to uh snowboarding in that like aspect of like tricks and stuff but i know i know there's like a little community of like snowboarders who don't like skiers and skiers don't like snowboarders you know a little house divided type action going on but yeah you know i don't know if i'll ever get into that stuff but i sure like watching it have you ever gotten something from christmas and then immediately broke it either the same day or the same week there was a time, actually, ironically enough, around 2008, where I got this super cheap, like, remote control helicopter type thing. Um, you know, I'm trying to think of it actually had a remote or I just put, like, a little plastic uh, skewer through the helicopter and then, like, held the helicopter at the base and just let her rip and it would like fly up in the sky. I'm trying to think if it was like one of those things or it actually was like a remote control. But either way, you know, I was given this helicopter for Christmas when I was like eight. And it was literally one of those things from like the mall. You know, you see you're, you're passing by the mall and there's one store that is just filled with just toys. They, they don't have any practical things. They just have just straight up Christmas toys all year round. And you always want to go in there and just see what kind of stuff's, you know, in there. But, you know, if you buy anything, it ain't going to last you a week. And, you know, but that's just the fun of enjoying crap like that. But, yeah, so I got this one helicopter. And, dude, as soon as I unwrapped that, Johnny, I was like, I am letting this thing fly right now. And I remember it was like a little snowy outside and I run outside. I'll never forget it, dude. I, I ran outside into my front yard and I had this giant pine tree that was like, you know, a million feet tall. And I flew this helicopter up like right next to it, thinking it just wasn't going to hit it. You know, you know, I just knew that the helicopter had like uh, anti pine tree software in it. So, you know, I was good. But I flew this helicopter up and it goes up and it just hits like all the branches. Like it flies up and I just watch it clip like four of the branches sticking out. And, you know, I mean, it breaks one of the propellers. It breaks, I don't know, the cockpit. You know, I saw the guy jump out, pull the parachute, the whole nine, right? And I was like, oh, that's, uh, that's, that's awesome. Um, I totally meant for that to happen. It actually got stuck. I vividly remember that. After the crash and burn of the first flight, it got stuck in one of the branches. I mean, it was just resting there on one of the, like the little green canopy looking things. And, you know, I mean, that pine tree was, yeah, it was, um, you know, it wasn't my height 
just uh, just putting it out there. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to need a ladder or a fire truck to get this John Deere out. And I remember I ran inside and I don't think I told him I broke it at first, but I was like, hey, um, you know, got the helicopter stuck. I don't know what that pine tree was doing in my airspace, but, you know, it just it just was there and the helicopter didn't land on the ground, but it landed somewhere else. And dude, I think what my dad did, he either got like a broom or, but see, I'm not, I'm not thinking it was that close to the ground. I mean, still to this day, I used to, I thought that like that helicopter got stuck like 30 feet up, but who knows? It may have just been like 10 feet, you know, being like eight years old, I was like three foot two at the time. So, you know, anything that's above my head feels like it's a million miles away. Oh, maybe he like threw something at it and it fell out. Maybe that what maybe that's what I'm thinking about. But either way, I, you know, got the helicopter unstuck and then I tried flying it again and it's like it just like wouldn't fly. And like I knew it was clearly broken, but it was like, you know, that little part of hope that you still have, like maybe it's still going to work. You know, if I just like think hard enough, it's just going to start working again. And that wasn't the case. Yeah, it was a, it was a one and done flight and, you know, rest in peace, RC helicopter. And I felt so bad, you know, I mean, they just got it for me and here I was just breaking it on day one, but yeah, man, um, it was that little green helicopter and I still like hung on to it for a few years. Cause I was like, okay, I don't want to throw it away. Cause that just seems like the asshole thing to do. You know, when you're eight years old, you break a toy and you're like, oh, whoops, just uh, another toy in the garbage can. So I think I tried to like hang on to it for a few years, just like play with it, you know, just on the ground. It's uh, it's not leaving the ground. And, you know, I get to fly it around with my hand this time and not let it not let it hit the clouds. But yeah, that is always just a funny story that I like thinking back. You know, I'm not sure if my folks know about that. I mean, I broke it on day one. I don't know if they were just looking at me like, huh, why is uh, why is Nick not wanting to fly this helicopter? Like, he flew it the first day, he got it, but now he just likes to play with it on the ground, huh? Nah, but I bet they were smart enough to think about it. I, you know, I definitely like snapped the wing on the first day and it just didn't fly right after that. But you know what? Uh, you know, I accepted what happened. It was my fault. And, you know, I moved on. I don't know what happened to that helicopter. Like, I know I said I kept on playing with it, like, throughout the years. But, you know, I don't, I don't ever know what happened to that thing after, um, after, like, 2013, you know. But, yeah. You know, I'm going to be honest. I'm kind of looking forward to my kid, like, doing some stupid stuff like that when, uh, when he's like five and stuff like, you know, I mean, I don't want him to get hurt or anything, but like, you know, I just want some, I want some kids that cause some like Christmas story type, uh, type scenarios. You know, I, I want to get a call that like, you know, his tongue stuck to a pole or, you know, he shot some kid's eye out with, uh, with an airsoft gun. Like, I'm just kind of looking forward to those scenarios. Or even like if my kid comes home one day and says, uh, hey, dad, we need to go uh, beat the neighbors in like a sled race. I'm like, dude, I'm dropping whatever I'm doing and busting out the sled and we're going to go kick some butt. Uh, 
on the sleds. I, I'm I'm really looking forward to that era because I mean, let me tell you, I had some fun playing in the snow, and I certainly made some stories. But uh, the reign of terror is not over, and I think that's going to continue into my parenting life a little bit. And you know, I'm just waiting for the day. You know, but yeah, thanks for listening about uh, these little these little winter stories and Christmas adventures. I hope you guys can, you know, take time this year to appreciate the people that are around you and, you know, get to soak in all the good food and all the winter festivities. You know, man, now talking about just Christmas and the holidays and everything, I might just whip up some hot cocoa just for the memes. Uh, I, I think that might be the play after this. So, yeah, thanks again for listening. Uh, enjoy the rest of the day, whether uh, you got something going on or whatever. But yeah, I appreciate you being here regardless. So I'll see you here in like two weeks. And yeah, we'll get that cooking along.